Welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Now, introducing your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 16. And today's topic is parenting in today's digital age. Now, let's talk about it. This is not really a topic that a lot of people want to have. So if you are a parent, grandparent, uncle, aunt, whatever you are, if you have a child, young teenager, or maybe an older adult in your life, this podcast is for you. Now, through my endeavors of being a cybersecurity expert, business owner alike, I was approached by various organizations, uh, various institutions that asked me to do a talk about something important. And the number one thing I turned to is awareness in this digital age. And what I mean by awareness is understanding the detrimental effects of having a parent's basically putting on their children's photographs and other relevant information online. So as a parent, do you post pictures of your children or family online? Social media is the way you connect with friends or family. Did you know you are exposing your children to cyberbullying, identity theft, luring, and sexual exploitation. Have you ever thought about these consequences five to ten years later? Parents don't seem to understand in December 2021 of the consequences from sharing intimate or harmless photos of their children or family in social media. According to the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada, issued the potential impacts of, they quote, sharenting, the growing number of parents who share aspects of their kids' lives on social media. This includes various photos, milestones, or any other personal information that could be shared while on social media. The the Privacy Commissioner's research team conducted various various terms on different social networks, such as Facebook and Instagram. They also looked at the legal obligations that a child has to have the ability or power to remove that content posted by a parent. Now, I understand that even as a parent myself, that there are certain things you want to share to the world. But in this digital framework, the understanding of the said consequences that could affect your child may may seem innocent today. But in the near future, how are these videos, photos, how are they going to impact their lives But most importantly is how is this information going to be used against them? Now, 
yes, you can say we're paranoid. You can say we have issues, that nothing's going to happen. But the unfortunate thing, like a legitimate study that was conducted still state that the uh, the study that showed that awareness is still needed because parents today, even at this time of this recording, they still don't think about the risks about publishing content. They may know about it. They may have heard about it. But the fact of the matter is that they do not truthfully, honestly, and sincerely understand the consequences of their actions especially by posting photos and videos of their children online. A child is not simply able to agree or disagree to have their photos or personal information shared. Now, I say this because, like I said earlier, I've been approached by various organizations and institutions. I've done various other talks of this particular subject. I volunteer my time sharing this information to parents because I understand the the complexities that are involved in this endeavor, but from someone who kind of sees it from the other side, I understand this is this is something that needs to be conveyed and talked about more frequently than what's currently shared today or from in the past. So understand that this the photos you share online don't simply go away by a delete key or a privacy key. It's their Permanently. It's in digital stone. It's not on digital ink that you can erase or or white or put whiteout on. This is digital stone. So th- that one key fact that a parents don't understand is that their photos stay on the internet forever. There are archiving services that could bring these things back. And I'm sure you've heard a story from a celebrity or two who may have leaked something or accidentally post something. I'm not talking about the ones who who actually break into their devices. Those people are or something else. But I'm talking about people who accidentally post their photos or stuff online that they shouldn't have, but they've done anyways. But a child is not able to make a, an agreement or a disagreement on whenever those photos are being shared. So this is unfortunately the responsibility of the actual parent or caretaker of this child to be able to understand the risks prior to posting this on social media. If you have a child that's in school now, you may have noticed that there have been consent forms sent out on probably a yearly basis requesting for your children to either be on their social media or not. You can opt out or opt in. It's totally up to you. Now, yes, I may have opted out of those forms, personally speaking, and some parents had the option to do that. And that's a key thing. But according to this research done by the Privacy Commissioner's Office is that a lot of parents are still not understanding some of these consequences prior to posting their children's photos or videos on social media. So let's go through a few of these uh, four different um, things that happen while publishing your children's content on social media. So number one is online bullying. Say, for an example, that you've done something silly to your son or your daughter and posted online to have a hoot with your friends and it's kind of funny 
and you don't remove it or, you know, it's on there. And just say maybe one of your friend's families or friends of a friend finds this video, copies it, screenshots it, and then just, you know, posts it on forms. doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is this photo could be uh, copied, shared, and distributed in mass to various classmates or not. And this your your kid can be literally humiliated in school or through online bullying. Number two, which kind of coincided with number one, is humiliating the child on social media. So kind of into the same example I said earlier is the fact that that content can be used against them um, now or in the near future. So let's say if you, um, you know, you dressed up your, you know, five or six year old son in something silly and then um, when he gets a bit older, maybe five, 10 years later, someone catches that photo online and spreads it all over the school and just embarrasses them. There have been uh, many, many examples of this done in TV of those embarrassing moments in this digital age. So that's something to be cognizant about when you are posting funny videos and stuff like that, just to make sure if you do that, um, keep this in the back of your mind before you hit send. Number three, and most importantly, one of most of the important uh, numbers of this podcast is identity theft. Think about, just take a step back and think about all of those photos that you've posted on social media about your, your family, your child, etc., where you've been, etc. Now, speaking from a from personal experience in dealing with um, you know pertinent information or how to obtain specific um, locations, data sets from a specific photograph, you would be able to make or or basically fraudsters will be able to piece together the puzzle. It's a long and complex puzzle. But if you are a parent that constantly shares your uh, children's photographs or your family's photographs or videos online, it will take a while. It may not happen tomorrow, but over the course of the months and years, a fraudster would be able to collect enough information, have enough data sets to be used to steal your identity. But most importantly is be able to, over the many, 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 many years, to be able to steal your children's identity theft. Now, this has become an actual growing problem in the United States, where kids under the age of 13 are now getting their identity stolen. People are opening up lines of credits, credit cards, etc. for when the child actually turns the um, age of maturity and tries to open up a credit card or tries to get a, a house mortgage, they are met with resistance because their credit has been tarnished. A lot of the parents don't put proper identity theft protection on their on their children's identity. But most importantly, or in the most sad aspect here is the fact that they post so much information about their child online that they don't actually think about these consequences 10, 15 years later when your poor child is trying to get um, a bloody credit card and they can't because their identity stolen. And for those who have had their identity stolen as adults, you of all people will know what a complete pain in the rear it is to restore your data after being a victim of identity theft. So just imagine as a child that occurring over the many years, how that would really affect them. And not just the fact that they may not be able to open up a credit card, 
But most importantly is the 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 frustration, the the mental anxiety that would come for this this teenager who's just trying to build their credit at a specific age, and they won't be able to because their identity is already compromised. So something to think about as well. And last but definitely not least is child luring and exploitation. Now think about, and, and, and again, I know this is something difficult for some of you to think about, but this puts it in great perspective. And especially when you're trying to think about protecting your child, this is something you really need to seriously sit there and think about so that you can actually make a change in how you are actually posting videos and photos of your children on social media. The unfortunate aspect of all this is that there are pedophiles that are sharing innocent photos of children in swimsuits or maybe some intimate photos of young children and spreading that all over the internet. These pedophiles look for ways to share these photos on various uh, dark web forms or other ways that these people get together and share that information. Um, also, in terms of child luring, if you post a lot of pictures of your, your child's favorite, favorite place to visit or what Auntie Susie gave um, your child for, for her birthday, these is, this, all these things are actually relevant information that a, a person in the area could lure your child saying, Oh, I know your auntie Susie or your your uncle Johnny. Um, they told me to come get you, and this is where and this are this is actually documented legal um, criminal documentations of children being lured from playgrounds, for example, because their parents post uh, plethora of videos and information online where the um, the attacker actually or the lure, the child lure, the predator, more specifically takes the child away and abducts them because they know that information or they come over to their house or they get a feel of what sort of information they need to obtain in order to make their move. And this information is unfortunately available on the internet. So these are four different um, sort of contexts, the risk context that you need to think about when it comes to putting photos and videos of your children online or any social media platform. Now you can say, okay, uh, I have all these privacy settings. It does not matter. Again, it's a step in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you are still posting these things online and your child cannot consent in where or how they want this, this photograph or video posted online. And, and I have a bit of, um, and uh, for those who are in the digital realm, if you look at those YouTubers that have those families who post those um, videos of themselves, you know, they, some of them are good at hiding some of their personal information. But in the grand scheme of things, you think about as those children get older, um, their entire life from a young age to whenever they stop making those videos is online. So you want to think about the level of privacy they may have. It's little to none. And you have to put yourself in their shoes. You got to think about how they would feel if they turn into a young adult and then they have their entire life documented online and have zero or little to no room of privacy. But 
um, you know, here in Canada and the United States, there are some, there are not laws in place to protect children or have consent, but not getting into a privacy segment this in this specific podcast. But there are a few acts like the European GDPR and in Canada, the province of Quebec uh, are passing a, a bill, Bill 64, um, which will help with this. And again, I can get into, into this in a different podcast, but I won't get into the specifics of privacy, these privacy acts right now. So why raising awareness is key in protecting your children and their future. Just imagine a lot of you who were born uh, kind of prior to the 90s, before the big internet boom. Think about this. Just, just sit back and think about, about this for a second. Your photographs are probably stored in a book or binder in your parents' house or in your basement or attic or garage. These photographs cannot be easily accessible on the internet because it did not exist. So just imagine these photographs digitized and splattered all over the internet from your parents taking photos, selfies, videos on their cell phone and posting it online. Some of the most embarrassing moments that you can open up a book and say, oh, geez, you know, I'm butt naked in this photo. Uh, you can just close it or turn the page and that that is it. The only people who have access to that photograph is yourself, your parents, and maybe some uh, aunts and uncles. But the point I'm making here is that for a parent or a guardian, you need to take a step back and understand the vulnerabilities and the threats that come with posting photographs and videos of, of minors on the internet. They're not able to say yes. They're not able to say no. They won't understand the consequences until they're much older. So for my advice, to save yourself, to save your children the agony, the embarrassment of uh, future ramifications of posting videos and, and, and photographs online is to put yourself in your children's shoes. If you think it's harmless, innocent, think again. Think about those photographs that I mentioned that are stored in your parents' basement that no one has access to except yourself and a select few. Just imagine all of that on the internet. If that makes you the slightest bit uncomfortable, then it's time for you to think about what you are posting on social media. Thank you for stopping by Darnley Cyber Cafe with your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Next time you swing by the cafe, bring a friend and share the show with them. That's all for this episode, folks. We will see you next time.